Good evening, high school football fans. This is the High School Football America radio show for February the 9th, 2017. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Got a great show for you tonight. We're going to talk about uh, the National Football Foundation's showcases that are coming up over the next four weeks, starting here in Southern California this Saturday in Irvine, California. We're going to be talking with Phil Camp, who uh, actually got it all started in Houston nine years ago. And also on the show tonight, we're going to talk with Jaime Ortiz, the uh, state champion coach of San Clemente here in Southern California. Coming off a great Super Bowl weekend, didn't we, folks? What a game. Uh, Super Bowl 51 living up to that uh, super part of Super Bowl as the New England Patriots and Tom Brady come way back and win the uh, Super Bowl, the NFL championship, with an exciting overtime victory. Uh, The weekend kicking off with the announcement of the class of 2017 for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I don't know if you checked it out on High School Football America, But we also put together a nice little piece on this year's seven honorees and what they did back during their high school days. Uh, For example, Morton Anderson, who uh, went to uh, Ben Davis High School in Indianapolis in Indiana on a whim decided to kick his first American football. He was a soccer player in Denmark. He was a senior exchange student at Ben Davis, and he was so impressive in his one season at Ben Davis that uh, Michigan State offered him a scholarship. And there's a great little uh, kind of like a football card, if you will, that the uh, Ben Davis football Twitter account put out uh, showing uh, Morton Anderson uh, during his high school days in Indiana. How about Terrell Davis from Lincoln High School uh, in San San Diego, California, didn't begin playing high school football until his junior year. War number seven began his career as a nose guard before being moved to fullback during his senior season. Lincoln High School, also the alma mater of Marcus Allen. So uh, Davis and Allen, now uh, Hall of Famers from the same high school down there in San Diego. If you check out that story that I'm talking about on HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com, you'll see some great video of Allen and Davis during the return to the high school and some video of their days uh, in high school at Lincoln High School. Kenny Easley going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He was the first Virginia high school football player to run and pass for 1,000 yards in a single season when he was at Oscar Smith High School in Chesapeake, Virginia. He played quarterback and free safety at Oscar Smith. Jerry Jones, uh, not entering as a player. Of course, he enters as the uh, the general manager and uh, the, the chief cook and bottle washer, if you will, of uh, the Dallas Cowboys, creating Jerry World, Jerry's World. And uh, he played his high school football at North Little Rock High School. He was actually a running back there. And a lot of people don't know that he went on to be a co-captain at the University of Arkansas, where in 64, the Razorbacks won their national championship. Jones playing along the offensive line, only weighing 183 pounds. Love the story of Jason Taylor, too. His high school uh, playing days at Woodland Hills, uh, kind of unexpected there outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, He was homeschooled uh, from the 10th grade through his senior year and uh, head coach at Woodland Hills, the legendary George Novak, uh, tells the story in our story at uh, highschoolfootballamerica.com of how he found Taylor uh, doing some landscape work in a neighbor's yard. And then after finding out he was homeschooled, uh, the school district there uh, at the behest of Coach Novak uh, changing the rules so that uh, Taylor, as a homeschooled student, could actually play at Woodland Hills. Uh, just goes to show that uh, these players that uh, make the Hall of Fame, doesn't matter where you play, you know, the NFL will find you. And uh, it's a great story. Uh, Ladanian Tomlinson, for example, uh, began his football career as a linebacker, then worked his way onto the offense during his senior season at University High School in Waco, Texas, rushing for over 2,500 yards, 39 touchdowns. He was uh, named to the All-State football team there. And Kurt Warner, we all know about his incredible story coming from Iowa and Cedar Rapids, uh, playing at Regis High School, multi-sport athlete, uh, four seasons on the varsity football, broke 
every, nearly every uh, school passing record. I think he actually broke every one. And as a senior, he was named All-State and played in the uh, North-South Shrine game. So uh, lots of great detail for you if you go to highschoolfootballamerica.com and check out all the stories that uh, we, uh, we wrote around the class of 2017 for the Pro Football Hall of Fame induction coming up later on this summer. Also at highschoolfootballamerica.com this week, lots of new jobs added to the coaches job board. We make it real easy for you to find your next job. Just go to coaches job board, which is on the navigation tab at highschoolfootballamerica.com. If you have an opening on your staff, if you're a coach or if you're an administrator and you want to publicize it, you can do it for free by emailing us at jobposting at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Don't forget to follow us when we're off the air via Twitter at HSFB America. That is our handle. All right, time to welcome in all of our partners at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com, and you can get to all of our partners via their banner ads at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. We'll start things off with crossover, breaking down that game film, and giving you great insights. They take a lot of time off of your staff's hands. You know how much grunt work there is and, and you know inputting all the information on the game film breakdown crossover does it for you? Very well, very accurately. We have been doing microclinics over the uh, the last couple of weeks in the state of Texas. We have a couple more coming up in the uh, the Austin and the uh, San Antonio area. We were in the Dallas-Fort Worth area a couple of weeks ago, and the guys at Crossover do it well. You can get a free demo by going to crossover with a K dot com forward slash HSFA, and they will really save you time and money. Jason Strunk, who writes the uh, turnaround blog for us at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com, the head coach at Lubbock High School in West Texas, estimates that uh, his staff has saved itself 50 hours, gets them right into the job of coaching, and uh, money-wise says it saves them about $10,000 a year by using crossover. Also brought to you tonight by the good folks at Echo 1612. Echo, bringing instant replay to your your sidelines eight seconds after the play is done. It's all about a competitive edge, and that's what crossover and echo give coaches a competitive edge. And in this very competitive world these days, you need that competitive edge. Again, check them out at echo1612.com. Click on through our banner ad to get you to Echo. Great folks there. Real good, solid folks that care about coaches. Coaches making products for coaches. That's what Echo did. Make tomorrow's adjustments today with Echo 1612. And hey, players, keep those pesky rubber pellets from Field Turf out of your shoes by getting a spiffy-looking pair of the TDI Razor, the Debris Inhibitor Razor. They keep those pesky rubber pellets from Field Turf out of your shoes, and they give you that great look of spatting without the high cost of tape. It's expensive these days to have a roll of tape, and uh, these are durable, American-made, 20-plus great colors. You can also get your school's logo on it. Check them out. The fine folks at Southern Sport. Check them out at TDI Razor. That's Razor with a U. TDI Razor, R-A-Z-U-R.com. Use the special code from High School Football America, HSFA, and get a discount on your order. Also brought to you tonight by the fine folks at ScoreStream. In season, they give you the live scoreboards that we have broken out state by state and the top 25 scoreboard. Uh, it's an app that is incredible when you take it to the game. You can let everybody in the world know uh, how your team is doing. And it's not just for football. And you can upload videos and photos. Learn more by going to scorestream.com. You can download the ScoreStream app at Google Play and in the iTunes Store. And also brought to you tonight by USA Today High School Sports for the last couple of years. High School Football America and USA Today HSS.com teaming up to give you great national high school football coverage and coverage from around the country. Again, check them out at USA Today HSS.com. Going to take our first break, hear from all of our partners, and when we come back, we're going to talk with Phil Camp, former coach in the Houston area in Texas, creating the uh, the first showcase uh, for the National Football Foundation. Actually, the National Football Foundation came in after the first one as uh, Coach Camp and his uh, workers there uh, coming up with a great idea that gave players from around the country that didn't sign on National Signing Day a look-see in front of coaches from Division II, Division III, NAIA, and now we're up to four camps around the country. The first one coming up in Los Angeles and Orange County this weekend, and then they go to Houston, then 
they go to Florida, then they go to the Carolinas. You're going to love to hear about some opportunities out there, coaches and players, for kids that have not signed at this point. They are free camps. It's incredible. You're going to hear from Philip Camp when we come back. You're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, You'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can and see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K.com forward slash football.
This portion of High School Football America is brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again in 2017, USA Today High School Sports and High School Football America teaming up to give you great national high school football coverage and coverage specifically from Southern California. Make sure to check them out at usatodayhss.com. All right, well, we're going to start the show tonight deep in the heart of Texas, and we're going to talk about some great uh, showcases coming up. Uh, last week, if you remember, we uh, on the show talked about uh, the, the, the Christmas that is on uh, the first Wednesday of every February, which is National Signing Day, and lots of uh, kids and parents and coaches and schools very, very happy. But some people may ask the question, well, what about those kids that just didn't sign that day, but they're good football players, maybe Maybe they can play at the D2, D3 level, uh, NAIA. You know, what happens to those kids? How do they get noticed? What is the process from there? And uh, uh, last week when I was in uh, the state of Texas, uh, Mark Ball and Johnny Ringo and I were talking about the National Football Foundation. Now, uh, for those of you that don't know, or maybe you do know because Archie Manning is the chairman and we're going to have uh, the president and CEO, Steve Hatch, along coming up in March. Uh, they have uh, had, over the last several years, uh, two great showcases in Houston and Los Angeles, Actually, I'll be checking out the one here in Orange County coming up this weekend. And now this year, they've expanded it to a couple of other areas in Florida and North Carolina. And the man that got it all started back in Houston is on the line to talk about uh, their their showcases, which are free. Uh, they're they're designed to help kids get noticed by uh, you know colleges uh, around the nation. And uh, Phil Camp is the guy that got it all started in uh, in Houston, uh, coming up on the 18th, the ninth annual Greater Houston Senior Football Showcase case will be uh, held, and uh, Phil Camp's the former football coach at uh, Milby High School uh, in Houston. He's on the line to talk about how it all got started, and uh, if you're out there listening, how you can get involved with it. So welcome to the show, Coach. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on here. And, uh, you know, before we kind of dive into what's going on this year, uh, since you've never been on the show, I'd like you to kind of dial it back a little bit. Uh, nine years ago, you uh, you decide that uh, some way, somehow, some kids need to be helped. And uh, how did the idea come about? I had a, uh, had a group of seniors that uh, were not getting looked at. We weren't very good. I mean, we were 0-9. But we had, I had some players that could play, and they had good grades. And uh, Houston Milby is an inner-city school, and uh, a lot of people don't realize that even though you go to an inner-city school, you can have good grades and you can have uh, test scores. So um, I had remembered when I was coaching down in South Texas, I would get these postcards from these small colleges in Kansas and Oklahoma and Nebraska, saying, Coach, we're going to be at the Holiday Inn South San Antonio. Can you bring your kids up? And we'd like to talk to them about our school. And I remembered that, and I said, let's see if we could do something like that here. And the NFL Combine was getting ready to go on. So that's where I got that idea. So we uh, first year we had it at my school with 180 kids from just Houston Independent School District and 14 colleges. And uh, coaches from around the district came out and helped with the uh, drills and everything and called up my friend Chris Vaughn, who is a member of the National Football Foundation uh, Touchdown Club of Houston chapter, and uh, he came out and watched it. And said, "God, you know, if one of if one of these kids gets an offer to go to school, then this is this is great." And I just looked at him and I said, "Chris, we've already got seventy five kids. <laughs> so out of out of those hundred and eighty kids, over a hundred of them got an offer, at least one offer. And uh, the, the one of the kids that I that I did it for was my offensive lineman, who went to Tabor College up in Kansas." played all four years and had a great career. And best thing about that is he has a college degree. That is phenomenal. That is a great story. All it takes is one little seed of an idea, right, Coach? Let's uh, let's let the uh, listeners out there know uh, the dates of the camps here before we get to our next question. So, as I mentioned at the top, uh, this coming Saturday, the fifth annual California Showcase, uh, launched by uh, College Football Hall of Fame coach uh, Terry Donahue at UCLA, will be held. It's going to be held at uh, Orange County Great Park in Irvine, California. We're going to put these things up on the website. A story about this at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com after the show tonight. So 
so you'll be able to get some more facts. We'll give you some links on the 18th. It is Coach Camp's uh, ninth annual Greater Houston Senior uh, Football uh, Showcase. It will be held at Houston Sports Park in Houston, Texas the following weekend. All four of these come on back-to-back-to-back-to-back weekends. On the 25th, the inaugural Orange Bowl Florida High School Football Showcase will be uh, held at uh, Nova Southeastern University in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And then the final one will be uh, the first one ever in the Carolinas, the Carolinas Senior Football Showcase. Uh, That one uh, being spearheaded by uh, ESPNU's college football analyst and former UCLA football player Charles Arbuckle. That's March the 4th, and that one will be held at uh, the Charlotte Latin School in Charlotte, North Carolina. So you have this great story where year one is fantastic. How how does this all then come together and and, and eventually wind its way into the National Football Foundation? And how do you, uh, you know, how how do you grow this thing? Because, you know, you obviously got a great start, but you need some help there. So tell us about that next part of the journey. Well, again, Chris Vaughn, who is uh, a member of the the NFF, the National Football Foundation, and, and the Touchdown Club of Houston is is a chapter of the NFF here. They called and got Steve Hatchell and Phil Marwell and my, uh, Matthew Sines all involved, and we start. We were uh, through them. We were able to use the uh, Houston Texans bubble and practice fields. So that was great for six years. Uh, this year we're not going to be able to have it there because they're having the um, regional NFL combine here that that weekend. But through the Texans and through the uh, Touchdown Club and the National Football Foundation and, and uh, a minority owner in uh, that that uh, from the Texans, we've been able to help a bunch of kids go to college. That's phenomenal. So it just uh, kind of grows from there. We're talking about uh, the National Football Foundation's high school showcases coming up in four cities around the country over the next four weekends, giving kids, uh, you know, kind of a second chance, or in, in many cases, a first chance, as Coach was saying there, uh, you know, after uh, National uh, Letter of Intent signing day. And coaches, tell me, or Coach, tell me a little bit about um, the kids that are eligible to come out to, to these events so they can kind of figure out if they fit in. Well, this is all about grades. Uh, these are D2, D3, and NAI schools, and we have a few JUCOs that come in. But D3s, Division three schools, don't give scholarships for athletics. They give academics. Mm-hmm. So the better GPA that you have, the better test score that you have, the more academic money you're going to get. And that's what this is all about. You know, we require a... a a 2.3 GPA, we require a, an 860 on the uh, math verbal of the SAT. We require a 19 ACT. That's just so the, the colleges know, okay, I know that I can get this young man in. And, and we kind of separate it. We have uh, what we call red shirts and we have gray shirts. The, the red shirts are the kids that have above a 3.25 GPA and, and a 1,100 SAT or a 24 ACT. So schools like Trinity and um, trying to think of the one there in L.A., Coach Simonis is the head coach. Occidental, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, no, that's Occidental. okay. I was going to help you out in a second if you were there. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, schools like that and Puget Sound uh, that have high, very high academic standards, Trinity University here in Texas, um, they know that they can sit there and watch the kids in the red shirts and know that they can already get them in. Mm-hmm. And and what we do is we, we get all the kids and we put them in a book and we categorize them by positions. And every kid has a number on the, on the back of the shirt. So let's say that you're out there and, and uh, you need a quarterback. So you go watch the quarterbacks and there's number Seven. Seven looks really good. He's six foot two, two hundred pounds. Uh, named Phil Camp, Houston Milby High School, had a three point two GPA and a you know eleven hundred math verbal. I already know that I can get him in and we want the coaches to go over there and talk to the kids right there. Mm-hmm. And, and and get them interested. And then they have a table set up afterwards when the whole showcase is over for the kids to come in and talk to the coaches. And most of the coaches that have been coming now are bringing their admission reps. So they have their laptops out there, and they have the kids um, put an application into the school right then and there. What a wonderful so idea. Have, That's so great. They don't, you know, and, and it's, it's very 
humbling when you sit there and think that uh, you know, we've helped change some kids' lives. Yeah, I, I, and, I can imagine. And, and made it better. Yeah, I can imagine the smile on, on your face and all the people's faces that are involved in this. We're talking with Phil Camp tonight. Uh, nine years ago, he got the idea of uh, helping out kids that uh, didn't uh, sign on, uh, on on the first Wednesday of February. Uh, kids that are, as you just heard, D2, D3, or um, the NAIA focusing on academics, the main thing there. Uh, I noticed in the press release uh, last year, the two events in, in Houston, L.A., uh, reps from uh, 110 colleges covering 30 states uh, were there helping over 1,000 aspiring college football players. And like you said, uh, you know, ac- uh, academic scholarships, especially in these tough times, can help. And I guess uh, you, you're t- we're talking millions and millions over the years, over the last several years. I, let me ask you this coach uh, question, Coach. I, I'm sure you know, you've had one or two stories. Is there one real special one that stands out in your mind where you're like uh, a kid probably never thought he had a, a shot at going to that next level, but because of the showcase he was able to to, to do that and, like you said, get that academic scholarship and, and, and hopefully graduate with a good degree? Do you have one of them? There, there is one. There is one, and it was from the first year. And it was a young man that was at Sharpstown High School here in Houston. He was a Katrina evacuee. Mm. He and his mom were living out of the car. And this young man came to the showcase. He was an all-district player, just He's a defensive lineman. He was small, six foot one, two hundred and fifteen pounds. And William Penn up in Iowa took a chance on him. That young man is coaching high school football in Texas now. Ah, uh, that's beautiful. That is. Be- Can we have his name? I <laughs> I wish I could remember it. Uh, I'll, I, I'll look know, that up. I'll figure it out for you. <laughs> I mean, I, I do know that he was. Uh, he's coaching down in the uh, South Houston area, uh, you know, so long ago. I, I do apologize about not remembering the name. That's okay. But uh, Chris Vaughn uh, is one of Chris Vaughn's guys in the touchdown club. He was one of the touchdown club honorees. You know, the thing about it is we have uh, a board with uh, Chris Vaughn as the president. Kobe Roden is my vice president. And Kobe does all the difficult work. He brings all of the, the registration and all of the, the logistical stuff together. I just get to do all the football stuff. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Kobe, Kobe works his, his tail end off. And then uh, Daniel Knight and, and Cameron Crow and Bob Hubble. And then I have two guys, uh, Marlon Taplin McMillan, that runs the skill set of the of the practices and and we call them practices we because the coach understands what a practice is and then uh, Terrence Murray runs the the lineman and we get after it for four hours and then give kids a chance to go to school I'm really looking forward to checking out the event here in Southern California coming up this Saturday we're talking with Phil Camp he got it all started the uh, the showcase it's now tied in with the National Football Foundation the College Football Hall of Fame uh, just uh, getting to learn more and more about you guys you can learn more about the foundation at uh, footballfoundation.org and uh, so so it starts in Houston and then it comes out here to Southern California I mean uh, Terry Donahue it doesn't get any better than that name the the College Football Hall of Fame coach at UCLA how, how does that that all transpire where did you have a hand in bringing all that together what's how did it grow i didn't i didn't have a hand in anything matter of fact it was ron dillatesh and matthew signs and steve hatchell uh they were up uh coach donahue and his brother pat were up at the cotton bowl the year uh 2000 i guess 11 they were at the Cotton Bowl, and uh, they were talking with Steve and, and Ron and Matthew, and, and they were telling them about the showcase. You need to come down and, and take a look at it. So the next thing I know is we have a, a barbecue the night before for the college coaches, and here comes Pat Donahue and Terry Donahue in to the barbecue. I, I didn't even know that they were coming down to, to take a look at it, and uh, we sat there and talked, and, and we gave them everything we had, and you know, it's been a it's been a blessing. When you have a name like Terry Donahue, that kind of opens up some doors. Mm-hmm. And we were able to get more colleges, and we got some colleges from the West Coast to come down here to uh, to Houston. But you know, having having a guy like like Coach Donahue legitimizes something like this. You know, in a hurry, 
and the thing about Coach is he is so humble and takes no credit for any of this. And, you know, they have a dinner also the night before, and he always – he always introduces me to everybody and calls me the godfather and my wife, the godmother of the showcase, <laughs> you know, and, and I, to me, that's, you know, I enjoy that, but you now this is all about kids helping kids get into school. That's, that's why I got into coaching. And then how, how proud are you as the godfather there that uh, this year uh, two more events are, are added and, and some very good football uh, parts of the country in Florida and Carolina there? I mean, it's, like, it's got to be so, so much fun to sit back and kind of just think about uh, it all started nine years ago with a little idea. How, how, how proud are you? I'm, you know, we are super excited that, that we're going to have the chance to help kids from all across the nation now. You know, the the people from Miami came down uh, last year, uh, Latoya Williams and 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 that crew from the Orange Bowl came down and just had a Bob Epling. I'm sorry, Bob Epling, Latoya Williams came down from the Orange Bowl and saw what it was like, and they wanted to start it. And matter of fact, uh, we were on the phone with them yesterday. And, now they're up to 35 colleges and close to 500 kids signed up, and, and they are super stoked to get this thing started. And I spoke with Charles Arbuckle, who you said before played for Coach Donahue at, at UCLA. Mm-hmm. He got the idea when he was out there five years ago and finally got it going this year. I mean, you know, the, the hotbed of football and I, is you know the Carolina southeast area, uh, Florida, Texas, California. I, I don't want to leave out Ohio and Pennsylvania. Better not. I'm from of, there. I'm from there. You got to watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of great, like a lot of great players. Hey, my dad was a coach in, in Ohio. I'm from Youngstown, so uh, you know I know about those. I know about the football up there. Yeah. But uh, you know, the, a lot of the, a lot of the colleges. See, Texas, we have ten, maybe. 10 division three and NAI schools and the kids in Texas really don't understand, you know, that they can still go play football and get a college education. And when they see this, I mean, you know, everybody's waiting for Tom Herman from UT or urban Meyer from Ohio state or Jim Harbaugh to come knock on their door and say, Hey, we're offering you a scholarship. Well, not everybody can do that. Not everybody can play at the big house. Mm -hmm. Not everybody can play at Daryl K Royal, but you know what? There's a school 200 miles west of us, Texas Lutheran, that uh, is a great school and has great football. And, and, you know, in the last five years, they've got five rings on their hands. So, and, you know, Mary Harden Baylor just won the national championship here and they're, they're right uh, in Belton, Texas. And that's a Division three school. So there, there are a lot of opportunities for these student athletes to go play not just football, but, but sports at these D3 schools and NAI schools. Yeah. I, I'd sum it up by saying you guys are putting the student truly in the student-athlete uh, moniker there. We're talking with Phil Camp. Started the uh, NFF showcases in uh, in Houston nine years ago this year, uh, Los Angeles and new ones in Florida and the Carolinas. So, Coach, if we've got some uh, coaches listening here, and I know we have tons of them and, and, and student-athletes as well, and they want to get involved and they want to show up, how, how is the best way for them to uh, to do that? How do they get involved and, and get to be able to the go over to the camps? The best way is to go Go online. Uh, it's the California Showcase is cashowcase.org. Okay, mm-hmm. and the college folks can get on there and register, and the kids can register, and and uh, volunteers, coaches can go volunteer. Well, I'll take uh, make to take the time to get those links up there, like I said, at highschoolfootballamerica.com. And by the way, I, I, you just mentioned a very important thing because I've seen the list of the, the California coaches and all that. Uh, we, we shouldn't leave that out. Obviously, the guys at the top are important. But what about all these guys that come out and volunteer their time for the kids? I mean, you've got some impressive oh names there. How important yeah. is that to the success <laughs> of the events? Well, if you sit there and, and you come out, and you're a kid, and maybe you don't know who Jay Schrader is, or you don't know, you know, Rick Neuheisel. You know, Rick's been on TV out there, but you know, you know that he played out for coach at UCLA, and you see all these guys that have been in the NFL, and you're getting, you know, coached by these guys. Um, 
for this one day. And, uh, you know, to me, that's huge. And, and these kids, they sit there and they look at it and they, and they look at each other and they say, who's this guy? And, and when you tell them, they're like, oh, my dad knows, you know, about him. So they all go on their phones and they look these guys up. So it, it you know, you got X and NFL guys coming to, uh, to help coach that that's a huge deal. I mean, we have here in Houston, we have a, a large number of NFL alumni that come out and work to showcase. So that's, that's fantastic. No, it really, really is. Uh, we're on with Phil Camp tonight here, uh, the uh, former football coach at Milby High School in Houston, starting the uh, NFF Showcase uh, in Houston, and now it's Showcases, uh, the 11th here in Los Angeles. That's this weekend. The Houston event is February 18th, the 25th, the first one in, in Florida, in uh, Fort Lauderdale, and then the fourth wraps up with the first one in the Carolinas at uh, Charlotte Latin School in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Again, uh, check out highschoolfootballamerica.com tonight after the show to get some more details on this and uh, I guess as we let you go here I'm going to let you make one more pitch to the young athletes and coaches out there as to uh, if you had you know a couple of sentences and you were in front of a coach or a player and and that young man didn't sign uh, last Wednesday what would you say to him as to why they should show up at one of these showcases if you have the desire to go to college and get an education and continue your football then this is the place for you to go. I mean, most 18-year, 18, 19-year-old young men, they've been playing football since they've been five or six. They've had, they've had football. They've had their parents. They've had their coaches and teachers uh, their whole life. You go away to college, and all of a sudden, football's not there to help direct you. Uh, the coaches aren't there to help direct you. Uh, there's something that gets lost uh, that that you just don't have anymore. And this gives the young men an opportunity to get out there and, and play some football. You know, the thing about it now in the NFL, and I'm not saying that these kids, you know, that it, the NFL will find you if you're a player. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you go to an NAIA school or you go to a Division One UCLA or USC, if you're good enough, the, NF, the NFL is going to find you. And uh, it's just the, another opportunity to continue your education and play some football. And like you said, uh, you know, academics first. Coach, we really appreciate you joining us on the show tonight. Congratulations on, on having a, a little seed of an idea that's been able to grow this big and appreciate your time. And I look forward to checking out uh, everything that's going on in Irvine here coming up on Saturday. And if we can ever help you out, please uh, uh, always reach out to us. Thank you for joining us on the show tonight. Thank you. Very welcome. Again, you can learn more by going to footballfoundation.org. We'll have more on highschoolfootballamerica.com after the show. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to uh, a state championship coach from 2016. What a run it was for San Clemente in California. Jaime Ortiz, when we come back, you're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, You'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. 
You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K.com forward slash football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again in 2017, High School Football America and USA Today High School Sports teaming up to give you great national football coverage and coverage specifically from Southern California. Check them out at USA Today HSS. Well, speaking of Southern California, there has been a, uh, a two-month party, I think, uh, by the uh, Twitter feed of the next guest, uh, Jaime Ortiz, the head coach at San Clemente, winning the uh, California State Championship about two months ago, a Division I-A championship, uh, a cardiac kid comeback style, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, I, I love this guy. He, he, he truly uh, epitomizes what uh, high school football coaching is all about. Uh, he was also honored just recently by the CIF, the governing body out here, as a uh, model coach. Uh, his, his phrase, he's been on the show before, one town, one team, and the, the celebration continues, and he's here to celebrate with us tonight on the show. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here, and uh, it's been wonderful to watch what's happened over the last two months. You've had the parade, you had all these things, but it's kind of, to me, been like uh, high school football's uh, Stanley Cup. You have shown up, uh, or the trophy, I should say, has shown up everywhere around town. Tell us a little bit about how much fun you guys are having with uh, that uh, the tour of the trophy, so to speak. 
You know, when we uh, we first set out on the, the playoffs and, the, of course, the state championship, I told our kids that one of our goals was bringing that championship back to San Clemente. Uh, you know, we brought the state championship back, and, and we had an op- opportunity to bring the state championship back. And, and for us, you know, that, that trophy epitomizes what, what our school and what our program and community is all about. And so we have a lot of local businesses, especially during our playoff run, that stepped up and, and helped out with, you know, maybe uh, sending down a bunch of burgers or, or hosting us for pizza or, you know, like Borden Brew, they provided sandwiches on our trip up to uh, up to uh, Sacramento. And so it's a way for us to kind of give back to the community. You know, we've taken it to our middle schools, our, our, our local businesses, and, and our Orange County Sheriff's Department. They've all been kind of part of that process. And I want our players to understand it's not just about us. It's about the entire community. It's about our city. And if we're going to preach one town, one team, we've got to make sure we celebrate it like that. And so it's a, it's a great opportunity to get those businesses kind of the limelight a little bit. And, and they love having it. You know, our local sandwich shop, we had it for four days. And customers were coming in, taking pictures and selfies with it, and he, he wanted to hold on to it a little bit longer. I said, "You got to share the wealth. We got to share the wealth a little bit." But it's it's a good opportunity to uh, you know pay respect to our our local businesses that support this program. You know, it takes a takes a village, and and they're a big part of our village, and we got to make sure uh, we do them right as well. Gotta love it. The foot uh, high school football championship helping the economy of San Clemente. Jaime Ortiz is on the line tonight, and uh, let's let's kind of dial back the clock now. Uh, we're going to talk about several things on the show. But but uh, you guys had an incredible playoff run, uh, and, and the championship game was coming. You know, certainly the, the culmination of that. As you look back at it right now, uh, tell me a little bit about what was going on during the, the playoffs when you win your first CIF Southern Championship and all that. Where, where did it kind of click in that this team was hitting its stride at the right time of the season? It was right about you know we we lost week ten of the season and we had a team meeting and I talked to the kids. And I said, there's enough talent in this room to have us go as far as you guys want to go. Um, we just got to put it together. And from that point forward, things kind of started clicking a little bit. And what I really appreciate about the playoffs is we got better each game. And that, to me, that's a sign of a, a quality program and quality kids and quality coaches when you're, you're getting better as the pressure mounts. You know, and uh, and for us, you know, we we faced a lot of adversity. You know, playing uh, we played at Heritage, the number one seed. We played at third place. We played Mirror Valley, number two seed at third place. We played at Edison. They were defending CIF champ. We played in Sacramento um, against Del Oro. You know, defending state champ. You know, thirty minutes down the road from the from the facility. And for our kids, they kind of embraced that. You know, and they got a little chip on their shoulder saying, "Hey, we're we're the underdogs." And we did. You know, by sometimes self-inflicted, we did face some adversity throughout the playoff run, but being down, you know, 17-0 against uh, Del Oro, uh, being down 14 against Valencia at halftime, and our kids battled back and they found a way to win. And to me, that it was a true sign of their character. And also, I think our coaching staff just keeping things together and, and staying calm and, and letting the process play out. And at the end of the day, you know, coming up with both those championships was big for our, for our kids, especially. Yeah, and we're going to get into the kids in just a second, but uh, we've done a lot of championship coaches on the show over the last, um, you know, eight weeks. And I, I find this time of year, especially when you get to the goal that you guys got to and other coaches like you um, you know not we don't talk a whole lot about those assistant coaches but you know then their names aren't necessarily thrown out there so for the listeners and, and you know give give those uh, those props out to those guys that are there with you you know tooth and nail whether it's you know off season or you know through two a days right on through that championship let's give them a little notoriety tonight tell us who who, who did the job for you and, and even though you're doing the interview they they were right there with you Right, yeah, you know, anytime you know, I get a model coaches award or CIF coach of the year, it's really it's it's a testament to our coaches. You know, I'm just the guy that try and keeps everybody together. I'm like the air traffic controller, but uh, our offensive coordinator Troy Cobb. Uh, has done an amazing job of our quarterbacks, especially you know when you look at the success of Sam Darnold and Jack Sears and Travis Wilson and and Coach Cobb's been a big part of that. You know he does a great job calling our offense and uh, gets the kids ready to play. And then uh, I would also say our our strength and conditioning coach and running back coach Joe Wood. He was actually my high school defensive coordinator, linebacker coach, and so uh, he's a guy that in the weight room. You know that's where I think championships are won and lost in the off season, and and he's a big part of, of what we do. And then also our offensive line coach John. Hamro. Um, he's he does a great job of our offensive line. He's also our, our athletic director. I think it's very important uh, in order to if you have a successful program, you have to have to make sure administration buys into what you're doing. And not only is it buy in, but he's also uh, you know a member of our staff as an admin and also as a line coach, which is hard to find. And those three guys are probably you know the guys that have been around the longest in our program that face the ups and downs of what we've been through, and they're they're kind of been the the stable guys in regards to what we do. 
Talking to Jaime Ortiz tonight, uh, head coach at San Clemente, winning the uh, California Division One A uh, state championship back in December. Talking about uh, that championship, and you know, now flipping it over to the players. Uh, you know, another year, another uh, wonderful Elite Eleven quarterback, Jack Sears, kind of manning the helm. And we'll talk about him, but I also want to get some of the other kids in. But let's just talk about Jack in particular. Uh, you know, a lot of pressure on that young man's shoulders, uh, being a quarterback at San Clemente. Uh, certainly finishes with a championship, but how would you? categorize his senior season and what you know role he had obviously in the in the state championship run uh you know he was huge and if you look at that uh our our cif championship game against Marietta valley i think he had five touchdowns over 400 yards of total offense and um you know his he had a quarterback draw for around 75 yards that kind of sealed the game for us and that was a game changer you know and uh throughout his two-year career as a quarterback and one year as a receiver and he leaves with over 11 school records you know, and he also leads with a CIF championship and a state championship, something that's never been done here at San Clemente before. And so he, uh, you know, had, had a great opportunity to show his skills here at San Clemente High School, had an opportunity to be part of a, a great team and kind of lead by example. And, and now he's at, uh, you know, USC. And, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing when you, you ride back from Sacramento on December 21st and he's moving into USC on January 3rd. You know, that's a little bit of a reality check. But, um, you know, he did a great job leading this team. You know, sometimes, you know, coaches get a little complacent when guys commit early and, and they play for the university and they don't play for their high school. There's no doubt that, that every step of the way, you know, in that championship game, Jack was pretty beat up, to be honest with you. The Edison game, they, um, they got him pretty good a couple of times, and he just tried to will his, will his body during that championship run and uh, in that championship game against uh, Del Oro and even had, a, you know, had an interception at the end of the game. I was know? just going to so, talk about that. What, what was your decision there to, to put him in there? I mean, what a cap to a, a great career. Yeah, you know, um, for us, it's something that, uh, you know, this year I, I became the defense coordinator again, and as it's been well documented last year, and we lost in the last play game to uh, La Habra on, on a great play by them. And I, one of the first things I told the kids is we're going to have a plan in place if we get put in that situation again. And, and I, that was one of the first things I installed, whereas we called our Hail Mary defense. And my feelings are put your best athletes on the field. And so Jack was at center field where he had no man responsibility, no zone responsibility, just play football. And and, uh, you know, he did that against Edison as well. He actually knocked a, knocked a pass away and had a tackle. And in, in the state championship game, he had, the, you know, the game-saving interception. So I'm a firm believer that if you have a, one of the best athletes in, in the nation, you better not be next to you on the bench. You better be in the game when, when the time comes. Yeah, and came up and put the cap on a, on a great season. We're talking with Jaime Ortiz, head coach at San Clemente here in Southern California. And uh, lots of kids. Got some good kids on the, uh, the CIF Southern section all-league team. And let's talk a little bit about some of the other kids. Kids that made an impact, especially during that stretch run that uh, that, that that brought that title home to the one town team. Yeah, uh, Brandon Reeves is as you know a three year starter here for us. Uh, you know, and unfortunately he is graduating, and so <laughs> we have the uh, the hard part of trying to replace Brandon with five guys. Uh, you know, he played slot receiver, he played running back, he played cornerback, he returned kicks, he returned punts. And so he's done a little bit of everything here at St. Clemente High School. And in that, in that championship game, you know, his punt return to, to put us ahead with around five minutes left to go in the game, you know, that was a, a game changer as well, just like Jack with that long run in the Marietta Valley game. For him to be able to do that in, in this Del Oro game was, was the difference in the game, you know, and uh, uh, just a dynamic player. And, uh, you know, that the punt return was actually, they, they uh, two times before they had a uh, quarterback kick, you know, they, uh, on fourth down and versus sending out their punt team. And we just moved uh, Brandon to free safety. You said return the punt and push everybody inside, and he, and he went 60 yards for a touchdown. And so he's a guy that's going to be uh, you know hard to replace. You know, being the impact he had on our program, he's another guy he leads with 10 school records. You know, overall, and so he's a big part of it. And I think as a whole, our defense. You know, in that championship game, we're down 17-0. Um, from second mid second quarter on, we shut him out the whole rest of the game against El Oro. And uh, Austin Moore is a guy that had a big presence in the in the postseason for us. Defensive lineman, six four, about two thirty. I mean, ended up being the co defensive player uh, of the year for our division, along with Jack Sears being offense. 
but Austin, you know, in six games, he had, you know, like 10 sacks, two forced fumbles, three hurries, and a couple of pass breakups as well. And so he had a, a definite presence, in the, especially in the Doro game, the second half. He had three sacks in the second half against Del Oro that kind of propelled us to victory. I would say, you know, I'm a firm believer that defense wins championships, and, and that uh, state championship game for our defense to shut down that offense from the second quarter on was, was a great feat. Then you go through our playoffs. You know, Heritage was averaging over 50 points a game. Mirada Valley was averaging over 45 points a game. Uh, Valencia, who we played, was averaging about 43 points a game. And our defense, each each week, you know, did their job and, and uh, made the crucial stops when we had to, and, and I think that was a big part of our success, along with you know with Brandon and Jack and those guys as well. It was an incredible run, San Clemente, to a state championship here in California, and um, you're right back at it, though. So, Coach, what do you do when you've got this high? You've got a trophy, you know, walking around town there, people still celebrating, but now you know you turn your attention to 2017. How? how I'm a, I'm sure you got a nice high there, but how do you tell the kids? that hey that was last year Let, let's let's look at 17 exactly yeah what we did was uh, i told the kids we sat down and met we got back and i told we had stuff planned in january you know we got honored by the city council we got honored by our, our school board as well and a couple of things they have planned and i told the kids in the month of january we'll celebrate all you guys want you want to do this, you want to do that, whatever you guys want to do, we'll celebrate. But come February 1st, we're going back to work. Because in 197 days, Oceanside doesn't care if we won state or if we won a national championship. They're there to beat us. And so uh, we kind of made that mindset of the kids as, hey, in January, we'll celebrate. We'll have our banquet. We'll do all that. But let's make sure we respect the past, but we attack the future. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's kind of been our motto of our kids is that it, last year was a great year for the program, a long time coming. But for this senior class, the bar has been raised, and what are they going to do to meet that or even raise it themselves? And so it's important for our kids and our coaches. You know, it was a 16-week season. It's pretty long, you know, and, and uh, that is true. But come February, which is, you know, exactly where we're at, we started our off-season program right at the Super Bowl, and, and we're back to work, and, and uh, the kids are in the weight room, and they're hungry for more, you know, and that's, to me, a testament to our kids and our coaches that, you know, don't be satisfied, continue to move forward and get better, and that's kind of what we've done from a program standpoint. Point. Yeah, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that there was more than just celebrating, uh, you know, obviously at the, the high school level, level uh, Sam Darnold, your former quarterback, uh, did a number on my Penn State Nittany Lions there in the Rose Bowl. But I mean, I really, I mean, I, what a phenomenal run. I mean, I, I can't imagine what this community is feeling <laughs> at this point. Yeah, you know, I think Sam was just the icing on the cake. You know, he's a, a great kid from a great family, very humble. I was actually with him this past uh, Sunday. You know, hasn't changed a bit. You know, um, you know, recently won the uh, the Archie Griffin Award. You know, was was out in, in the Columbus, Ohio, and then that you know the Rose Bowl game. Unfortunately, we already had uh, plans to be out of state. We we're in Utah, and I sat at the TV, and I was just at the edge of my seat the entire time. You know, watching him play and and what he did in that fourth quarter to propel that team. You know, that is just that's just Sam. You know, I you know, and I get Penn State credit. I know you're a big Penn State fan. After the game, I got a couple of texts from Penn State coaches saying, "Hey, I didn't get a chance to see Sam because they recruited him as well." I high school but tell him that was a heck of a performance and, and he had a, he had a great game and there's just mutual respect out there and you know and i know he got a lot of public uh, recognition and you know i saw a thing the other day teams are already trying to figure out what team's going to draft him next year but for, for sam he's done a great job of kind of ignoring that noise and just continues to work and and he's hungry for more you know rose bowl champs are great but he wants to be a pac-12 champ and he wants to be a national champion and uh he's going to continue to do that and his parents have done a great job raising him he's humble uh, he's sincere and he's just a hard worker, and that's something that I think attracts others. And you know, my definition of a leader is someone who makes people around them better. And there's no doubt that that program got better once he became a starting quarterback. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt about that. Jaime Ortiz on the line, San Clemente. We're going to wrap it up here. A couple of quick questions. The obvious one probably is okay. Travis Wilson, Sam Darnold, Jack Sears. Who's next man up? You know, I, that, that's going to be a, a good, uh, interesting uh, battle come, uh, come spring football. You know, we have two JV quarterbacks. Uh, last year, our JV team was 9-1, and one, and both of us are going to be fighting for the position. One's actually in, in wrestling. The other one's in, in basketball right now. And so those guys are going to wrap up their season the next couple of weeks and, and uh, start getting with us. And, and uh, come summertime and come spring, you know, we're going to evaluate those guys just like we did Jack. You know, when Jack ended up being the starting quarterback for us, he had to battle off two other quarterbacks. And I'm a firm 
one believer that competition makes everybody better. And so uh, those two JV guys will be coming up and let those guys battle out. And, and I'll get in the same speech I gave Jack Sears. You know, don't, don't be Sam Darn, don't be Travis Wilson, be you. And, uh, you know, here at San Clemente High School, the quarterback position is a very covenant position. You know, co- college coaches know that if you're looking for a quarterback, this is a, the must-stop, you know, sh- shop. You've got to come down here. And, and those guys, are, you know, I'm going to have to sit down with them and kind of explain to them kind of the rules of the road and how it goes and let them compete during spring and summer and, and get that starting quarterback come August. And the last question is, you, you, you talked about some of the holes there. What, uh, what do you have coming back? What makes you smile as you, as you get back into the weight room right now? Yeah, you know, we had our recently we had our national you know letter of intent day, and one of the reporters made a comment. Wow, you don't have a ton of kids signing, and for a state championship team, you know, and it's true. We we had you know one uh, Jack and and uh, Brian uh, Isaac Rex who were, uh, both signed off, and we had uh, one kid who took a preferred walk on at uh, at UCLA. But we do have a good nucleus of kids coming back. Uh, we have our both wide receivers coming back. Um, we have a, a Pac-12 tight end and Chris Kane. He's six four, two fifteen, and is already getting major looks by a couple of schools. And then defensively, we returned two linebackers. And also, uh, you know, Brandon Reeves was a starter, but also his backup, Matt Waskowski, uh, played quite a bit. And so we really have our entire secondary coming back. You know, um, that's probably a big thing for us. But at the end of the day, the game's won and lost in the trenches. And that's probably an area of where we got to work and, and get these guys dialed in. I mean, we could have all the seven-on-seven guys you want. But as you all know, the O-line and D-line kind of mm-hmm. control that game. And so that's an area we're going to have to really, you know, you know work at and, and find those guys who can fill the those spots, but uh, you know we do have a good nucleus of kids coming back. You know this this senior class, six of them started as sophomores, so we got a couple a couple uh, three year starters coming back, and we're excited about the future next year as well. Well, coach, appreciate the friendship. We got to get you, Trish. Once you up here, we're going to cook for you and your wife and your family, and uh, have a good time and celebrate that championship. For people that don't know, we live about what thirteen miles apart, so it was fun to watch the run, and we just appreciate your friendship and look forward to 2017. Thanks for joining us tonight. You got it anytime. Taking a break, coming back with more. You're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, 
It's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K.com forward slash football. Jeff Fisher back on High School Football America wrapping things up tonight on the show. Uh, earlier we were talking with uh, Phil Camp who uh, was uh, the founder of the uh, the Greater Houston Senior Football Showcase uh, put on by the National Football Foundation. He was uh, describing a story, of one of his best stories, about a young man who uh, came to his camp. Uh, his family was actually uh, living in a car after being displaced by uh, Hurricane Katrina. And uh, his name, Darius Jones, I said we would figure out uh, that young man's name. He uh, played at Sharpstown High School there in Texas. And then as a result of the NFF's high school football showcase in Houston, was able to uh, go on to William Penn University in Iowa. So uh, congratulations uh, to uh, everyone that's been helped out by the National Football Foundation's showcases. Again, first one coming up. Uh, here on Saturday, the fifth annual California Showcase, uh, headed by uh, Terry Donahue, the uh, College Football Hall of Fame, which is run by the NFF, uh, legendary coach at UCLA. It's uh, this Saturday at the Orange County Great Park in Irvine, California. Then the Houston Clinic, the showcase coming up on the 18th, ninth annual. It will be held at the Houston Sports Park in Houston, Texas. 25th, the first one in Florida. It is going to be at uh, Nova Southeastern University in Fort Lauderdale. And then March 4th, the first one in the Carolinas at uh, Charlotte Latin School in Charlotte, North Carolina. You can get more information on these uh, showcases uh, right after the show here. We're going to be posting up a story uh, at highschoolfootballamerica.com. I want to thank all of our partners on the show. Crossover, Echo, the good folks at Southern Sport that make the TDI Razor, ScoreStream, and USA Today, HSS.com. I want to thank our guest on the show, uh, Coach Phil Camp, talking about the showcases. Again, learn more by going to footballfoundation.org. You also want to check out some great content. We're going to be partnering up here at uh, footballmatters.org, home for storytelling that promotes the power of amateur football. And also want to thank uh, Jaime Ortiz, the head coach at San Clemente, winning the uh, California Division 1A state championship this past season. I want to thank all of them for coming on the show tonight. If you've uh, missed any of our shows over the six years that we've been doing it here, you can go to highschoolfootballamerica.com, click on audio in our navigation tab, and all of the uh, past shows are there. It's a who's who of high school football. For now, this is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from sunny Southern California. You've been listening to High School Football America.